Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And I suppose the realization that a bank will lend you almost, well, in my situation, was able to lend me over 100% for that property. And, and, and knowing that that investment and that's uh, is sitting there in the background is, is, an, is an absolute aha moment that you can then continue to build on. This is Property Investory, where we talk to successful property investors, find out more about their stories, mindset, and strategy. I'm Tyrone Shump and in this episode, I'm speaking with Jeff Miles whose passion for business and commerce through school led him to work in both the public and private financial sector while building his portfolio in his 20s. Also, before we delve into this episode, go over to propertyinveststory.com and subscribe to receive your free property investor case studies where you'll learn how to generate passive income from your properties. Go there now to sign up for free. Miles is a Sydney-based mortgage broker who's been involved in both investing and banking over the last seven years and his pursuit of traveling took him to his sixth continent last year. The reason I went to Africa was that I've been to five other continents, so Africa was for me the final frontier, and and for me the, the continent has has fascinated me from sort of I'd say teenage years, and from the, from the sense that the the wild nature and perception of the place, um, and just the diversity as well, and and going to a place like Egypt, having studied ancient history in high school. Um, as well, just the history and and the natural beauty of the place is, is amazing. Um, so yeah, I would recommend, and it, it's relatively safe as well. Look, you you have to be aware of where you're going, um, and 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 that's that's important. However, yeah, it's it's a place I would highly recommend, um, and and there's there's a lot to see and do there as well. So, what's involved in the day to day life of a mortgage broker? Generally, weekdays work up at 5.30-ish, um, depending on how many times I hit the alarm button. And then what I do is I'm, I, I, I have a morning routine that I follow, which is from the Miracle Morning, which is Hal Elrod. So I do that, uh, do some exercise, meditation, affirmations, those type of things. And then what I do, get to the office um, and, and help enabling Australians to either increase their property portfolios or helping owner-occupiers buy their dream home as, as a mortgage broker. So that can involve calls, it can involve going to meetings and all, all those types of things. And, and even on weekends as well, where certainly a, a broker generally doesn't, doesn't stop working. So that's 
emails, calls, meetings, all that sort of thing. As busy as he is, Miles continues to find opportunities to work even during his social events. Opportunity doesn't sleep um, is, is a sort of is a cool quote I like to use around that. And 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 look, I suppose it 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 starts to creep into other areas of your life in terms of. Look, look, I was at a property event last night as well, so I'd certainly, I'd, I'd agree with that very much so. Growing up, his passion for business began to develop even during his school life. So I grew up in the western suburbs of Sydney at a, in, a, in a small little place called St Mary's. Well, it's not that small, but probably a lot of people would be familiar with it. It's five minutes from Mount Druitt and... Yes, I grew up there, born in the late 80s, so I'd say the 80s is probably the best era. Originally went to the local school and then went, went into uh, well, local school from, from 7 to 12, went to a selective school, St Mary's Senior. That, I'd say that, that was quite influential in, in, in that, so I studied business studies and, and that's what motivated me to then go, go to study a business degree at the University of Western Sydney which is now Western Sydney University. Um, so I studied business and commerce degree there, finished, finished that off in 2011, a three-year degree. After graduating, Miles gained the experience through various roles and overseas ventures to land in his current broken career. I was able to secure a graduate role in, with the tax office and, and that was in the business, their business management side of things. Worked there for a year, fantastic people worked there. How I wanted to explore the private sector so I went, went to go and work in, in BT Financial, which is a sub-arm of Westpac, and thought I wanted to be a financial planner and reevaluated that as I sort of worked there for about roughly a year and then went to go and work in risk and compliance at Macquarie. Um, Macquarie, um, a great place to work, enjoyed that, um, was, was a contractor there. And last of oh, this year has been a bit of change. I... I Went across Africa, travelled for five months, and was able to cash flow that out of um, my my work and, and a few other ventures, and and came back in August, and have now been a broker for close to close to three months now. An ingrained habit of saving was the key tool he used to support his overseas adventure. Basically, I'm a, I'm a fairly fairly good saver. Again, that's um, as part of my upbringing. Uh, and I grew up with have had a single mum, so well had a single mum as a parent. And look, uh, I was able to save up in in the vicinity of between twenty five to thirty five thousand from my from my my day job. And also there there was some, um, and, and I was able to hold my hold my property as well, which was which is cash flow neutral uh, as well. So it was mostly through the employment and. I mean, look, there was a very small amount from, from some small investing, but that were non-real estate related. After his life-changing overseas experience, Miles was able to appreciate his own circumstances and utilize this in the mortgage-breaking business. I really was able to appreciate what we have in, in, in Australia and, and the opportunity that we have here. And it also taught me that irrespective of your situation, like I was able to meet a lot of people in local local areas and in, in countries such as Ghana, even somewhere like Kenya or, or Tanzania, was able to meet people and, and, and they were they had business opportunities and they were hungry and they had that drive and desire, which I suppose is, has translated back to um, back to when I've come back to Australia and, and is now working relatively well for me as, as a broker. I've always had that, but that 
hit home that point on number one, our opportunity, and two, being able to make the best of, of your of your situation as well. And uh, it was pretty great to volunteer as well up in Ghana for about four weeks as well. Inspiration from his studies at high school and his values as a first-generation university student drove him to pursue his passion for business and eventually investing. Uh, look, I, I suppose for me, I, I, look, I was the first person who went to university on on mum's side of family, and I, you, you have that 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 very much, I'd argue, blue-collar mindset of, of work work hard, get it, get it, get a go to school, get good grades and then go and get a job. Um, how that translates to my property journey, I, I've always been interested in business and, and that was influenced, as mentioned, from, from high school, my high school studies business teacher, um, business studies teacher, sorry. And look, I, I suppose it was around that 16 or 17 where I, start to, I started to look and say, okay, I really like this, this idea of business and, and, and the snowball from there and, and around the sort of, 21, 22 sort of stage, that, that's where I, I started to say, okay, look, I, I'm very interested in this at least financial planning and then I sort of drilled down. So it was about sort of 22, 23 where I started to really investigate the, the property. In terms of in my family, there, there wasn't, there aren't a lot of property investors in, in my family um, have have owned a very much mentality of pay a house off and, and get rid of that debt and debt is can be a bad thing. Um, so yeah, um, was was always taught to save and 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 pay your bills on time. All that in terms of investing uh, wasn't was started sort of teenage years and, and early twenties. Shortly after leaving university, Miles has his first experience in property investing. I suppose um, to to carry on from when I first started back in two thousand and twelve or thirteen, that was I. So I was originally very keen to purchase a place in, in Mount Druitt, which was across the road from uh, the Westfields, five minutes walk from from the train station there. And I would have, could have been able to purchase there for rough, a bit of low 200s. And right, right, right now that could have been worth, uh, could have, should have, would have been worth about 350, upwards of 350. Um, that was the, you could argue the one that got away. Um, so my first my first venture into property and my first purchase was in 2015, and that was in, in May 2015. Bought in bought in a place called Zilmi in Queensland, and I with the assistance of a buyer's agent. After a missed opportunities local area, what motivated Miles to explore the Queensland market? For for me, I, I was I've have heard the story of, of the Queensland market and had seen it mentioned over from from probably 2013 onwards, and and had seen that the, the prices and prices in Sydney, especially in my local area, um, St Mary's, sort of the the Penrith and Blacktown district, steadily go up, and and then around the 2015 mark, that's when it really. Um, Really was was heating up and prices were so I thought there was there was far too much competition in that particular market and that I would would, would have potentially overpaid um, so that's why the, the Brisbane market offered a bit more affordability and and was more of a buyer's market at that particular time which um, which is and 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 the projected growth of of that area was was predicted so that was 
those were the key driving factors to, to look at that market. Coming up after the break, Miles takes us through his lowest investment moment. It, it was a combination of, of us probably being a bit uh, very naive and, and, and not doing the research behind the scenes, tr- taking what we were told at, at face value and, 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 spe- and overcapitalizing on the renovation as well. As well as his major investing successes. And, and I suppose the realization that a, a bank will lend you almost, well, in my situation, was able to lend me over 100% for that property. And that's next. I'm Tyrone Shum, and you're listening to Property Investory. Hey, podcast listeners. If you're finding this podcast super informative, then guess what? I'm giving you an exclusive free case study from property investors like this one just for listening. These case studies are from experienced property investors where they share specific strategies and numbers of their portfolio. Simply text me your email address to 0499881040 to get your free case studies. Now back to the show. While investing in property has its advantages, Miles is keen to explore his investing options in the future. I suppose property for me, you're able to generally get a higher leveraged asset which then can potentially increase your returns. Again, it's a, it's a double-edged sword so either way, if you if you were to buy in, in Karatha or, or somewhere like that you may, or a mining town, you, you may uh, and there's been there's been a few stories out there about that. So, I, I suppose to me that it's the leverage and the the, the or leverage slash potential return. And and for me, I'm happy to talk about this later. It, it's not a property property or shares. For me, what I'd like to envision is a property and potentially other asset classes as well. But I suppose property, given the the leverage, that was naturally the, the one that I looked towards first. So, what was the most challenging experience Miles has had in his career? It wasn't the one that I, I purchased up in Queensland, which I still hold. There, there was actually a sort of a, a joint venture renovation flip that I purchased up in Newcastle in early 2016, and basically we so we purchased it. Happy to share some numbers. We purchased for about three hundred and three thousand, and were approximating it would sell for. Between 410 and 420. Look, and on on that one, it looks the numbers did look quite good. We have, we ultimately sold for 386, and and look, I mean, you probably do the math on that. Um, but looking at potentially a, a twenty thousand dollar gain each went to losing about uh, four thousand dollars each, which to me. While I would swallow it, argue for me is the lowest of the low um, in my investing journey. Um, look, it's it, it certainly is something you can take a lot of lessons from, and 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 yeah, there's there's plenty of plenty of um sort of plenty of wisdom you can take from that as well. Breaking down what went wrong is all part of the learning experience. There was a couple of factors, and I'm happy to share on that. And it it, it was a combination of of us probably being a bit uh, very naive. And, and and not doing the research behind the scenes, tr- taking what we were told at, at face value 
and and and, spe- and overcapitalizing on the renovation as well. So there was there was the probably the three factors I would say is is need is being or have, needing to sell the property given I was going overseas and and it was part of the particular our strategy to sell. Um, Overcapitalizing, so spending too much on the renovation instead of spending approximately 30, we or instead of spending roughly about 30, we spent up well, around $50,000, which then eats a new profit, and also not evaluating the local market enough in terms of speaking to real estate agents and understanding realistically what the property would sell for rather than being told an inflated figure, if that makes sense. Along the way, both Miles and his partner learned several key lessons as investors. We did part ways in terms of we we haven't uh, decide, haven't done another joint venture uh, renovation together. Um, we, look, we, it was very amicable, and I, I did a I did a lot of the project managing of it. He was more of a silent partner. Um, so in terms of what, what we discussed in terms of learnings, it was a uh, we discussed as we were going along. That that was those were our learnings that we we each took from it, and we discussed what we could do in terms of potentially keeping the property. Which, which if, if if it was a viable option, we may have considered. Um, so we certainly discussed and and took a lot of learnings out of it, um, and and part of ways very amicably as well. There, there wasn't some, it, there was there were no horror stories or, or 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 anything behind that in terms of one person wanted to sell, the other person didn't want to. It was it was discussed and, and very amicable. And, and and from that, what I would say is, if you're going to get into a joint venture, it's important to be able to. Have, have have a fairly solid understanding of of can you work together if something doesn't go right because if if you're not able to then it, it, I'm sure and I've, I've heard stories of it, it can get quite it can, can get can get quite messy and and uh, so that communication up front is is vital. Are there any other tips that you could recommend before jumping into joint ventures or renovation deals like the ones you've done? The due diligence is is absolutely vital. We, we did we did very very fundamental very basic due diligence. Um, I, I would highly recommend actually speaking to local real estate agents for this particular project. And, and I suppose any investing, if you can get a, an on the ground type view of and perspective as to what's happening, that can only improve your investing decisions and, and outcome as well. So due diligence would be number one, and I suppose number two. Being being more being probably a bit flex, more flexible in the exit strategy, which which is a subcategory of your due diligence. But if you can coming up with Plan B and Plan C, if Plan A doesn't go according to as you would expect it. Breaking down his most recent experiences, Mal shares his best moments of success in his investing career. This year has been an aha moment for me um, in terms of that investing and, and and that's been a combination of reasons why like get, get being able to get into broking and, and to understand the lending criteria. Um, I suppose the aha has, has just been on the, the multiple ways in which you can continue to invest despite not necessarily always having uh, a, a lot of a lot of deposit. So um, tra- traditionally and over the last Three to, three to five years I've been able to develop uh, in terms of how to get the other strategies. Um, I suppose the aha moment was was that uh, to be specific to, to nail down to the moment, 
is, is actually settling on that first investment property up in Queensland. And, and I suppose the realisation that a bank will lend you almost, well, in my situation, was able to lend me over 100% for that property and, and, and knowing that that investment and that's, uh, is sitting there in the background is, is, an, is an absolute aha moment that you can then continue to build on uh, or in, in my situation. And, and yeah, so it's, it, it's, I suppose, the, the concept that you can borrow. Um, and, and it seems quite basic, but, I mean, for, for people um, who may not have the experience in investing, that's um, an aha moment for me. And then to, to then continue to learn and, and get the knowledge. The self-discovery and personal development he experienced as a result of his successes is something Miles looks forward to develop in the future. I suppose for me, it's I'm, I'm, I can be a bit impatient. Um, so I'm sure as a lot of entrepreneurs slash property investors sort of would be aware of, and 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 I suppose it's it's having that knowledge or having that having that understanding that sometimes you do need to be patient. Um, and and it, it's a balance between being patient and and abs- and actually going out there and making something happen. So I'm I'm learning. It, it, it's a journey for me. Um, but being spending that time overseas this year has really hammered home that that lesson for me. And uh, and I and I suppose being being clear and being accountable for yourself has have been lessons this year that that I've continued to keep improving on as well. So, inspired by this story and what Jeff Miles is excited about, we'll keep the conversation going in a future episode on Property Investory Podcast, where we'll talk about how to apply his strategy. Look, it's relatively cash flow neutral. Um, look, that was, that was part of the strategy. I didn't want it to cost me too much. And, and ultimately, longer term, I'd love to see some capital growth in it to then continue to purchase. Ways on how he overcame fear when it came to property investing? It's been really important to to understand and un, un, reach out to reach out to mentors, have that education, and you can have that through a, a variety of multiple sources that I found, it, and that's been really useful. And that's next time on a future episode of Property Investory. Also, if you haven't subscribed to receive your free property case studies that I only send out exclusively via email, then head over to propertyinveststory.com and subscribe. These real case studies are from experienced property investors where they share specific numbers of their portfolio, the strategies and much more. Simply visit propertyinveststory.com to receive your free case studies. Thanks for listening. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.